0: Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Tagay, and I have a wonderful, beautiful young lady in studio with me today, Alison Wilkinson. Alison, welcome to the studio.
1: Thank you. It's an honor to be on this podcast.
0: Ah, uh, Good to have you. And today we're going to continue our discussion on job creation and entrepreneurship, but today we're going to talk about job creation and sustainability uh because it's amazing uh Allison has a young business she already have many employees I was like impressed I was like wow um and so we're going to talk about that but more important than that we're going to really deal with she has a unique business particularly giving the what's going on with with COVID-19 and so we're going to look at how she's innovated this this space so you're going to enjoy so if you're an entrepreneur if you're somebody who um just launched a business or you're busy for a while and you want to just to hear a wonderful story of innovation just God doing something with a family uh, and business. It's a great podcast to watch. So I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. I really believe you will. It's going to be very inspiring. Uh, also, just a disclaimer: Allison also is the daughter-in-law of our Board Chairman Ron Wilkinson. So good to know uh, that. Uh, I, have you ever come to a banquet, Allison, before? <laughs>
1: No, so actually, I, I've known about Nehemiah for a long time, and really, uh, well, through through Ron, because he's he's always talking about it, always talking you guys up, and talking about having dinner with you and your lovely wife, and um, so I've got to hear about it quite a lot, and from my husband when he when he met you, um, and my sister in law, Ron, Ron put our sister in law uh, through uh, biblical entrepreneurship, and. I've been I've been wanting to do it for a long time and the the time just never seemed right. But as we were launching this business, it was about a week before your conference. And so I was asking Ron all sorts of questions and he goes, If I invested in you going to this conference, would you go? And I was like, Would I go? Yes, yes, I'd go. Like, please, please pay. You know, like, or please help me. You can help me. So um went to the conference and it was spectacular. Just, just incredible, just incredible. Could not have done what what I've done in the last five weeks without having done that. So, wow.
0: well, let's talk about it. So, well, b- before we get into it, I mean, your father-in-law is just special. I mean, is he like that way? As a, I mean, do you like you know? I know he's a father-in-law, so is he a special with you and to you guys as we see him? From the outside, you know. Sometimes you are one way on the outside, another way on the inside. Tell tell us, Allison. Is he? Is he oh, this? you're
1: just gonna you're gonna put me on the spot like that? Yeah, for no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so I I am 33. You said I look very young. I'm 33. Um, I started dating my husband when I was 14. So I've been in the Wilkinson family for yeah for about 20 years. Um, And Ron, you know what? Um, I'm, I don't want to get emotional, but Ron is. Um, I, there are moments that I remember where Ron has really been a good father beyond just being a father-in-law to me. So yeah, I, I'm sure that you know he's he's wonderful here too because that is just the kind of heart he has. Um, I say that with in the back of my mind, thinking we also have a fun adversarial relationship where we kind of egg each other on. But he also has just um, he's loved he has loved me so well, so I'm not surprising that he does so well in this context.
0: That wow, way. that is that is so. Sp- we, we do love him, him and his wife. I mean, they're just special couple. Uh, he stepped up <laughs> here with my project, great deal. Now you married his son, um, so. The son must be a copycat as dad. I mean, it, so you—you you have a special husband. I'm assuming.
1: <laughs> you know what? I <laughs> when I look back, actually, um, when I look back at my life, not wanting to make everything sound sound wonderful, but um, I I had a I had a rough growing up, and one of the things that uh, one of the things that I look back and say God was watching out for me is actually the fact that my husband fell in love with me and pursued me. I was not, you know, like, he was definitely doing the Christian thing of loving the unlovely, although I think that was the Holy Spirit working through him. Um, And he just, I look back and I think I could not have done what I could, I could not be who I am right now without God putting Cameron in my life. So yeah, he's, he's, it's a great family. They're a great family.
0: Go for exactly. a camera. Well, tell him that uh, we, we still appreciate what he's done with you and just congratulations on that. Now, Allison, you have four children. Now, that's not, I'm looking at you, I'm like, she's so young, so beautiful, and four children. So, give you, before we started, you would give me some of the ages because it's important because uh, kind of what you're doing, you know, we're going to kind of understand how that impacts the family. Then, by the children. So, you guys, you, you've known each other since you were 14. That is special. That that doesn't happen at rarely anymore. And and so you kind so you he is your high school street art in a sense. Yeah. Wow. That's yep. special. And uh, yeah. so for tell, tell about the kids, what are the age groups?
1: Oh, we've got a 12 and a half year old. So Cam and I are looking at each other like we met at 14. Like, should we be concerned? We've got uh, so we've got a 12 and a half year old girl nine and seven-year-old boys, Um and then a, a girl who's about to turn six.
0: Wow. So. Congratulations. Happy birthday, little, little, little girl. That's awesome. So when yeah. is she going to watch this podcast? She's going to see that mom on the podcast on the week of her birthday. When is she turning, when is she turning six?
1: Sunday. She, oh. We she did, a, she did a video to help promote my school,
0: and oh my then uh,
1: we, we we put it on Facebook, and she goes, mom, I'm more famous than you now. And I was like, okay, you can be more famous than me.
0: I love that. She is more famous than you. You go, girl. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you're too. six years old. I yeah, love it. Yeah, she's
1: sassy. She's sassy like Ron. I
0: right. love it. Yeah, yeah. So, so your, your father-in-law, so you're starting this business, and, and your mm-hmm. father-in-law recommends that you take this conference where he sponsors you in. So Virtual conference, what are you expecting when you come to this conference? What, what, what was going through your head? I,
1: I, I was really hopeful. I, I, I had heard a lot about biblical entrepreneurship uh, class. Um, I was really hopeful, but I, was, I also just really didn't know what was going to happen. Everything was so fresh. Um, I've had the idea for doing something like this for a long time, but I'm telling you, it was a week. After it started to be like yes let's put this in place that that the conference started yeah. so I I just went in I went in with kind of um, an open heart to what would happen and um, as soon as as soon as worship started at oh dark 30 where I am <laughs> as soon as worship started, um, and I think the first, the first day it was out of Paris and it just, it reminded me of, of growing up. I was actually, um, my family spent some time in Mexico doing some humanitarian work there. And I got to spend a lot of time in worship with other believers from other countries. And it just felt like, Oh yes. I, I love, I love reminding myself that when we get to heaven, it's going to be it's going to be full of people who are worshiping God, who, who, who are, it's, it's just, I love reminding myself of the globalness of God's work and how he works everywhere. And it kind of comforted me. I just, I loved it. And then the classes started and, or the, the meeting started, I got to meet, uh, well, meet everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just, it was so, it was so, uplifting. I got to meet some great people. Um, I loved, actually, um, I loved hearing the speakers, but uh, without wishing to blow smoke, you were my favorite. I loved hearing Thank what you God. had to say.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: welcome. Um, it, yeah. I, yeah, like I said, I just couldn't have done what I have done for the last five weeks without that launch. Had sure. you
0: ever done a digital conference prior to that at all? No. Wow. No,
1: I, I've been to live conferences, but never a digital
0: one. You are a real millennial. You just kind of blend it in. <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah. Now, Allison, you know, millennials get a bad rap. And so you don't, you sound like a different kind of millennial of uh, spiritually mature, married, you know, uh, kids. Uh, you, you have like, you, you, you have this fresh mind, but you have this old soul. What makes Allison different? I mean, what is it about Allison? And then, you know, you're from Oregon. That makes you even weirder as a different kind of millennial, because, you know, we're not known from Oregon to be- uh, <laughs> a, Christian, to a
1: Christian Oregonian from Did
0: Portland? You, yeah. So what makes you different? I mean, what is it about, what has helped shape Allison? Um.
1: I, uh, i'm I'm processing through my mind. I'm actually talking to the Holy Spirit about what to say. So um, actually, what what makes what makes me able to be the person I am today is that um, there's a lot of brokenness in my history and a lot of pain, and God God has redeemed and is redeeming all of it. Mm. So, um, so, um, really, really bad, um, church situations, um, bad, uh, my, my dad left when I was 18 and, um, and, uh, also some sexual assault, but God was so faithful to me even in the middle of it. And he has, he has shown himself over and over and over again to be trustworthy, faithful, good. He cares for me. He has healed me um, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Mm He, I, he is the solid rock that I stand on and I would be, so, so when you say what, what makes you different? Really? It's just that God has met me in my broken place and then has healed me. He He has sought me out and made me whole, and that that is the only thing. Otherwise, I'd probably be a broken, typical millennial.
0: You know what, Cameron is a I hate to say this but a lucky man. He's a blessed man. That is incredible. You know, oftentimes we preach and read the scriptures about what the Holy Ghost can do in our lives and. And the power of God and him coming to our brokenness and him shaping us and so forth. And, you know, we, when we're weak, he's strong. But but very few times we hear that of somebody just talking with joy and with this kind of clarity about the goodness of God in midst of challenge and trial. I mean, come on. So those who are listening and watching, I hope you're encouraged by this in terms of what God has done in Allison's life. And so, Wow. Cameron, you are a blessed man, my friend. This is good. good stuff. I'm gonna. I'll let him know. <laughs> God, please let him know. He's. This is good stuff. So, honestly, in the midst of COVID-19, you decide to go into business. Yeah. So, whose idea was that? The Holy Spirit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what happened was that. Um, so, I've been teaching for a long time, and um, I'm actually. I'm actually a, a very sought-out teacher in this area. Um, and I, I actually, <laughs> I'm a, I, I've am taught privately and I've taught in little schools. Uh, or I've taught in schools, uh, uh, choir programs. And I've done uh, like music in the brain classes, and music and people classes, music and science. And then I teach privately um, about, I, I've, cut, I've pared it down now to just like 28 or 29 students. Um, and I tell all those students, you are not allowed to use my name. Don't, don't talk about me, um, or at least don't tell people my name because I, I can't. I, I don't want a waiting list, and that's just the way it's been for a long time. I've had wow. teachers ask me like, Hey, can I come and apprentice with you? And I'm like, I just don't have the time. I got all these kids, or well, COVID-19 hits, um, and there just is this beautiful opportunity all of a sudden, and right at the beginning of August, this thought just went through my mind, which is, was really the Holy Spirit. And I thought, you know, my kids are dying for some community. We, my kids, they, they need somebody to see. Um, so I wonder, I wonder if we could get some little music groups together and maybe I can supplement my income because we're hurting because of COVID. Um, maybe, maybe I can get some groups of four or so people together and maybe I'll ask a violinist to come in on this with me because I know violin is a popular instrument. Okay. Fast forward. Within five weeks, I, I go to the conference, learn an amazing amount. The week after the conference, I am talking to a lady I know just who was in town just on a fluke. She's a marketing woman. And she listens to my story and she goes, I want in. And I was like, oh, uh, I can't pay you. She goes, no, it's going to be huge. I want in, but you need rebranded. And she goes, I think you should be the I am school of music because because of the great I am who has healed you because she knows a lot of my story. And I just went, yes. So she took over all the marketing for free she's doing it right now she's doing it for a stake in the business Mm -hmm. i get calls all of a sudden from across the country teachers being like can you please teach me what it is that you know so that we can because the whole the whole thing that we our whole angle is how do we love people well while they're learning music because god created music to hit parts of our brains that doesn't necessarily get hit by math so you actually have to teach music differently, um, and so I've got these teachers. Call, I'm just like, I'm I'm just this little girl in Gresham. Like, what you know? I'm just in this little house. Like, isn't she? Isn't that lady from Galilee, sort of thing? Like, I just this tiny little thing. And now I've been on a national podcast, and I've got teachers from all over the country, and potentially soon all over the world. I've got students from all over the country, and soon potentially all over the world. And the message is just getting received like crazy. And and it's just been wild to see what God has done.
0: That is incredible. Now, honestly, that's that's amazing. Let's back up a little bit. All right. So because mm-hmm. you kind of just jump in there, you're like an m- amazing Holy Spirit anointed musicians, and You kind of just dropped it in there like as though we should all understand that that's like normal. So, how did you get here? I mean, did you train musically? Tell us a little bit about your background. What prepared you for this?
1: So I started. My mom is a church musician. Um, mm-hmm. She actually she she was at a <laughs> she was at a worship conference as like leading a group. When I decided to be born, I was like, "Hey, I got to be a part of this." And I just kicked my way out and was like, "You got to let me be part of this." Um, oh, wow. So I I took piano my my entire childhood. Started flute, went to college for flute and piano, and I was gonna go into ethnomusicology. Um, Ended up actually not being able to finish my entire degree. I did all of the music stuff, but I didn't get the rest. Um, Came out, started teaching and realized, no, this is what I need to be doing. I used a lot of the ethnomusicology work, which ethnomusicology is just the study of um, the styles of music from around the world, non, non-Western non music, and um, started just being with kids, and the Holy Spirit really just helped me, helped me see when they were hurting, helped me see how I could love them well through a process, helped really, really established a system that, where where I can actually work with kids, and they're doing really, really, really hard work, there really isn't anything harder than learning a musical instrument, especially piano. And they just don't even realize they're working hard. In fact, my older kids, the ones I've had for eight or nine years, they don't, they don't even use the what I call the H word, they don't even use the H word anymore. They're never, they never, no matter what I put in front of them, they never say, wow, that looks hard. Wow. Never. And so, you know, I'm having all these great musicians who don't, who can do anything and they they just feel joy and other teachers, I guess, want in on that.
0: Wow. We talked to Alison Wilkinson, the founder of I Am School of Music. We talk about her journey as an entrepreneur and how she very quickly was able to create these jobs and launch this business, really reflecting God's calling purpose for her life and in midst of a pandemic, I'm not sure what you're going through right now, but this is an incredible story of how somebody would use their gifting, their skills, and what God has placed in them and step out in a bit of Holy Spirit. Honestly, many people watching and listening, they kind of say, well, but how do I know when it is God talking to me? Um, you know, were, were you nervous and scared? So talk to me about the process of you hearing God and kind of you stepping out there before you kind of begin to see this harvest. I'm sure there was a, a moment in that process where you were uncertain but what got you to be certain? You know, Talk to me about that so that others who are watching and listening can understand themselves. How do they hear from God as they move in a space of business?
1: Um, well, first of all, I'll say that um, my desire and my calling to be a teacher of teachers was established in me long, long before this ever started. Um, and I made many false starts at it over and over and over, I think, I think I'll start now. And God did not bless it. He was like, Nope, this is not, this is not the time. (laughs) Even some, sometimes I heard it because the situation fizzled out. Sometimes I heard it from godly people around me who were like, no, it's time to back up and, and learn more about God and learn more about how, who Jesus really is before, you know, learn more about how Jesus teaches us through the Holy spirit before you go and start to teach it yourself. And, um, I, I knew it was time when I had the idea and I started acting on it. And it was like, um, you know, when Jesus talks to Nicodemus and I think it's Matthew chapter six, I'm probably wrong. Um, but when he talks to Nicodemus and he says, um, you you see the wind when it comes or you you know the wind when it comes but you don't know where it's coming from you don't know where it's going that's what it was like the holy spirit just went whoosh, and everything started happening in place so um and and the i don't know what it looks like for everybody but i know that when the holy spirit started working um it just worked and he has been telling me every day day by day give you what i uh, do what you need to do every day and i will direct your steps um that's what it that's what it's been like for me i don't i'm not i, I don't know that i could speak to what it is
0: like for everybody but
1: that's what it's no, been like no, for me that's
0: good. that's good and the passage you were looking talking about there was john chapter 3 where jesus having this conversation with nicodemus talking about really what it means to be born of the holy spirit right and he talks about the the wind moving. There is a softness and gentility about the Holy Spirit. And one does need to be sensitive and, and, and yearning and yielded to hear it. But one thing you are right about as well is that you know when, when you're wrong, because quickly there would be something that would happen that will show you that's the wrong direction. I would tell you about it. It won't feel right. You know, there's be that uneasiness in your spirit. And you know when it's right because it will flow, it may be even difficult, but there'll just flow, there'll this be this, there'll be this peace, and there's this just gentle push of the wind that's just kind of moving along. Wow, I love I've never seen Jesus' statement to Nicodemus as he talked about the wind moving. In 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 seeing that as how God speaks to us and how God pushes us. That is very good. Now you, listen, you also made a point about the way our mind works in terms of, you made a statement, I'm gonna get back to it, that um, that somehow music is able to tap into the part of our mind that math is not, could you elaborate on that? What does that really mean? I mean, that was like, wow. So talk to us about that.
1: Oh. um, I actually, this is so, this is the cornerstone of what makes us different at the I am school. So yeah, I will talk about it. So (laughs) um, the way that God created our minds is so beautiful. Um, And because, because of culture, because of enlightenment, um, we've really have a, we've really had a snobbishness for the last four or 500 years about rationalization. So there's a part of your brain that God created up here, um, where which is where rational thought happens, where we process things um, and where we think in words. Actually, the words part of our brain is just here on the left. And it's, it's only about this big and it goes down about one millimeter. That's the only part of our brain that uses words. But once you get past just this part of your brain and you go deeper and deeper and deeper, that is where we sense things. That's where, that's where all, that's where all of our, our big feelings are. And, and the deeper and deeper you go, the more um, instinctual those feelings are. So like, if you are, I always tell people, if you are, if you are laughing and you just Like you want to stop, your brain wants to stop, but you, but you just can't, you just can't, you're so tickled. Um, Or if you've ever been in a situation, the opposite of that, where you have just, you've sat and you've wept and, um, and you don't, you, you just don't want anyone to see you. You feel so naked and exposed. That is the part of the brain that music is processed through. Wow. It's not the thinking part, it's not the words part, it's really just that the deepest part of your soul. Um, and so if you are a music teacher and you're working with somebody who's learning music, you have to know that it feels very exposed for them, they are sharing something with you that is coming from the deepest part of them. You, it's it's it can't just be presenting information it has to be how, how are you right now? what what how can I how can I shepherd you well through this process so that you feel safe and loved and whole um, and cared for because it's a very special place.
0: Now understand why music does something to us as, a, as human beings uh, transcends language, transcends culture right um, I you know sometimes just me putting music on it does something to me let me ask you a question and and now I'm gonna sound for some people who just say Patrice asked that question but let me ask this question so there's a whole idea of secular and sacred music so since you are the expert from a music standpoint does it matter does it matter what kind of music you know gospel RB um, you know, uh, whatever genre, jazz, uh, you name it, you know, country. Does the, is that is there at the end of the day, is there? It, does it matter when it comes to the soul and the healing power of music? You know, sometimes you hear certain music, and uh, it, it's not maybe Christian lyrics, but it's you know just just good positive music, or um, it it may be. Um, you know, it may be a good beat, but it's not necessarily, a uh, Christian sounding beat, you know, the way we used to, does that matter at all? Is it a trick in our head or should we be more intentional about the kind of music we, talk to us a bit about that.
1: Um, it's so, um, it's, it's my deep belief that, um, that music is one of the things that one of one of the ways that God allows humans to 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 communicate to other humans, um, and I believe that God can redeem any human. So if music comes from our it comes from our deep places, if music comes from our deep minds, then I believe that there isn't really a form of music that cannot be redeemed. And I also believe that there is. Um, that the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit indwells somebody, music can, um, music can be used in their, in their minds in any way that the Holy Spirit wants to use that. My personal, my outside of Christian music, my favorite piece is one by Duke Ellington and John Coltrane called, um, I don't know, cause it's just listed as my favorite under this. <laughs> I gotta think, oh, in a sentimental mood, but just something about it. You know, you know how sometimes non-Christians will actually kind of teach you something about the gospel you didn't know without you really even understanding yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I think that that's totally possible through music.
0: Yeah, I mean, I believe it. I, cause sometimes you listen to me and say, man, that, that hit the soul you know, and, and you're, you're like, it takes you to this place. And, you know, and so, so that's why I ask. here's what Zamina says. Xamarin said, the deeper we use our brain, the more we feel our soul. This is what teaches, uh, this is what teaching or learning music looks like. Uh, she's repeating what she said that that was quotable right there. So, so Alison, obviously you're gifted you in and, and you're called and it's clear. And, and so. Let's talk about the entrepreneurship component of it, because you're, you're truly an artist. Oftentimes, artists don't, do not make the best entrepreneurs because, you know, we, we 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 love the art part. So tell us about what you're doing or what you've done to grab this, what I call the science of business, right? This, this the, the, the marketing, the finance, the operation, the administration, you know, the boring part. So how are you blending those two together? And how's that coming for you?
1: Um, at the beginning, I was actually doing a good amount of that. Um, I was just, I was getting things started. I was doing some of the marketing. I was, I was basically stepping out in what the Holy Spirit was giving me. Make this video, invite these people, put it on these different platforms. Um, and as things really blew up, the Lord started putting the pe- the right people in place. I, I do have... Um, I do have a part of my personality that really does like administration. So there was at the beginning when it was still relatively small, it was easy to be like, Oh, I'll do this. But as things have gotten bigger, the Lord has been like you the Lord actually through people have been like, um, okay, so this needs to come off of your plate and this needs to come off of your plate. And, um, and speaking of speaking of jobs, so the the vision right now is we want 150 students for this semester being next week when we start classes to the end of December. 150 students. And for that we will have we'll have me, we'll have six teachers and one marketing person who is still working for free. Our goal for January, our our um our prayer for <laughs> January is a thousand students. Wow. Um and and the, actually, the end goal is not the music school. The end goal is actually a teacher training college wow. uh, of some sort. And um, and when we have that many students, if we have a thousand students, the school nets ten dollars per student per week. So it's a forty thousand or a, a ten thousand a week income after paying teachers. Wow. At at that point, we've I have people who have contacted me from from like training college and saying you're going to need a training manager i i heard about you i know what your vision is you're going to need a training manager when that job is ready please let me know and i will come and work for you and i will build up your training college and people contacting me about like you're wanting to write books to to teach you're wanting to write the method books that kids learn from when they're learning music i'm a composer please let me write that music for you please let me be on your saxophone team so Yeah, there is just there are I've got six people on my team now, but it if the Lord moves the way that I am praying and having faith that he will move, it's gonna gonna be quite the thing.
0: In this early time, you got six people already. Talk about job creation, the power of that. Now, people are listening and watching right now, Allison. So how does somebody get involved with the with the IM school? Let's first talk about. the the end user, the students, uh, those receiving the training. So if I'm watching and listening, who is the kind of person that most likely could use your program uh, and how do they get involved?
1: Our biggest biggest market right now is um, all of the people who are doing school online, who don't want this to be the year that things go backward. Um, So we're getting a lot of a lot of people with kids at home who are bringing their kids to us. The other big market that we're hitting is people who um, are really isolated right now. Uh, adult people who are really isolated and have always wanted to try this thing. And because the price point is so low right now, they feel like they can enter into a class with other adults and, and feel safe because that's our whole thing is that it's emotionally intelligent music instruction. So we're gonna make sure that this is a good experience for you. You're gonna be able to do this thing you've always wanted to do and we're going to do it in a way that creates a little community, so that you have something to look forward to every week. That those are the people that we're
0: reaching. I love it. So if I'm watching and listening to this, and I've always wanted to learn music, and uh, I, I think I, you know, because music is one of those gifts that everybody wants—the gift of music, right? Everyone wants to sing or play an instrument, especially sing. Uh, this is your mm-hmm. chance now. If I am a musician, singer, whatever, and I'm looking for community. Uh, where I can sharpen my sword and be a part. This is where to go. So, how do they get in? Yeah. How would they get in touch with you if they want to be a part?
1: The best way to do the best way to go is to go to our website. So, there's it's the I am good, right there. The I School of dot com. There's lots of videos on there about how to get involved, what you would want to take, what instruments are available. You can meet all our teachers and register through there. Um, that is really the that's really the first place to go.
0: Awesome, team! Could you put a link up there for me? The IM School of Music, uh, they can go there. And, well, funny, I was searching you under the Wilkinson School of <laughs> Music, which is
1: which, which is what it was, which is what it was before. Yeah, oh, sorry, it's I am school of music, not the I am school yeah, of I am music. Okay. I'm sorry, I messed up. It's I cool. am school of music.
0: So if parents um, are watching and they want to get their children to learn music in a fun, engaging way, that's that's who you're looking for, correct?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, we, yeah, the, the. If you've got a kid in with us, you're going to know they're taken care of. It's not going to be one of those things where they start and then they kind of lose interest and they fall away. I've got something like a 97% retention rate in my private studio because oh my gosh. it's just, once you, once you feel confident that you can really do music, wh- why would you ever stop?
0: I you say, just want to keep going. You, you got two people, one from Canada here, who already put your web address there, and one from Washington, D.C., Rashida ahead and put your web web address in so the word is getting out um Zamina says uh, and Zamina some she said music is one of the, one of the tools that God uses to communicate between us and God will use the holy spirit to, communicate to our soul how Allison yes. needs to teach on biblical music <laughs> so so Al- so Zamina is saying you need to teach on biblical music within the Imam project so maybe we have a course maybe we have a, a course on the on the on our on our online course uh that 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 uh that Allison maybe provide or something. We'll figure that out. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So, now what was interesting is that during the amount of week, one of the businesses that was showcased was a movie <laughs> school. So, I know. So, I know. So, I was so excited about how that experience was for you coming in. And
1: <laughs> I was, I and mean, you know what is, you know what drives me crazy every day is that, um, is that I can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> you Yamil, thank you so much. Oh I like, I think about him all the time and I was looking at him and I mean, imagine, so here I am, I am feeling so small and so, so not ready for what I think God is doing. And then I see what Yamil is doing and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Good. Yes. And I, oh, it was, oh, I can't, I have no words for it. I was so excited. And then, um, just hearing him speak, because he talked a little bit, because because yeah. uh, he had one. So he talked yeah. a little bit and just listening to him talk, especially especially talk about Mexico, and yeah. talk about how he was really passionate for where he was. And I, oh, I <laughs> uh, just loved it, just loved, loved it. it.
0: Um, again, we're talking with um, Alison Wilkinson. She's the founder and CEO of I Am School of Music. Um, and I am the I, the, I am school and she just recently launched her business already has six employees and she has a tremendous vision of really bringing music innovation in terms of education, uh, via the internet, if you have parents, if you are wanting to learn how to sing, uh, or diff- different instruments, or if music, you're thinking, looking for community, uh, you know, this is a great place to start her web address is. I am school.com, um, I am music school, I am school of music.com. I am- <laughs>
1: One of those.
0: Yeah, so just go ahead and connect with her there. Uh, I'm gonna make a few announcements. We're gonna continue to talk with Allison as we get into the last end of our program here. Uh, well, first of all, if you're you wondering what is this conference that Allison attended, it's Nehemiah week. If you didn't attend the conference and you would like to experience it, you can, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're gonna have the on-demand version available um and you can you can take advantage of that so that you can go and experience it on demand um and you can experience the entire week so we'll have that available for you but a couple of other announcements coming up let me kind of share with you guys so that you'll know what you can take advantage of uh within the Nima project if you so desire so a couple of things coming up so first thing is we launched if you're in kenya we started the business success Accelerator group coaching today in Kenya with some dynamic entrepreneurs. And so if you, you're still slots there, we have five entrepreneurs doing this group coaching once a month. If you want to be a part of that, just contact the Kenya office and, or our office and they'll let you know how to take advantage of it. It's called the Business Success Accelerator. There's also a business success that are coming up for uh, businesses within the urban impact movement. So you want to take advantage of that you can can, uh, reach our office. Also, another group coaching business success celebrated for women in business. If you're a woman, business is your thing. You want a a group coaching, peer-to-peer group coaching with other women, reach out to our office, and then you can take advantage of that as well. Also coming up, biblical entrepreneurship in Kenya. There's a certificate program happening there. There's also a trainer certification program coming. If you're a trainer, you want to learn how to teach other people about entrepreneurship or we also have coach certification courses coming up. If you want to be a coach and certified coach to help others, entrepreneurs uh, growing their businesses, you can take advantage. So if any of those things interest you, just go ahead and reach out to our office uh, or visit our website, nemiecommunity.com, nemiecommunity.com, you can register and be a part or reach out to our office, take advantage of it. So Allison. Have you ever? Did you did you ever want to be be an entrepreneur? Is that something you ever dreamed about? It
1: it's been, yeah, it's been in my heart for a long time to wow. to build to to build people up. I think I think that's the way God made me. So yeah.
0: Okay. yeah. And by the way, Allison, I just love your spirit. You, you have some soul. You know, you you're like a sister. If I didn't know better, I I say you got some black in you. I just like the soul. I think it's the music part of you. You know. And so, so you, so, so entrepreneurship has always been kind of something that you had a hard desire. So, and, and then now any of your parents are entrepreneurs, do you come from a family, any, anybody in your family business? Um,
1: no, uh, well, my dad, but that's a little bit, uh, that's a little bit different, but, uh, no. And, uh, they're mildly freaked out by what I'm doing. <laughs> my dad is very entrepreneurial. He really, um. Before things went sideways, he really, he had two or three that he really started and he still is very interested in that. So yeah. definitely from his
0: side. It's kind of the blood. So when you look, you had some goals. So when you look ahead for the I Am School of Music, so so you've got, you're going to launch next week about, a, you know, about 100 plus kids that you're going to start and adults. Uh, you've got mm-hmm. six staff. Uh, you're trying to grow to one thousand. That's, I mean, that's huge. And, and so when, so let's say you do get to a thousand students, What do you go from here, from there?
1: Oh, I, let me tell you. So, <laughs> so the goal is once we have that thousand students, we will have capital to be able to work with, to, we'll have capital to be able to work with, to be able to start doing what we see as our pillars, which is going to be, um, publishing, so publishing this, uh, the, publishing this, the the vision, uh, publishing method books for people to learn from, then starting coaching, because the whole point is that we don't want to be the only place that knows this stuff. We actually want to get as many teachers involved as we can. So we actually have to bring on coaches who can coach the teachers who are going to come on and say, please teach me how to do this. It's already happening. So even we've got six people on staff right now, I've got two people who are wanting to come on and learn and start to build themselves up as coaches. Um, So we'll take that thousand students through till June. In June, we will start, well, I can't say for sure, right? But the hope is that in June, we will actually start bringing on far more teachers. And we will start the coaching arm very strongly. And then um, another hope that somebody brought up is actually franchising and allowing the I am school of music method, somebody who's gone through all the training and has maybe gone through coaching to create a physical music school in their city, uh, franchising it through our name, when our name gets out there, and it's like, you've got to send, you've got to go here, because they'll, they'll help you know what it it takes to love music well.
0: Wow, uh, and I love the name of the I Am School of Music. Uh, Rashida says she's like a sister, and that you are. is also another entrepreneur, chiropractor out of Maryland and Washington D.C., doing amazing things. And you, you and her have the same, uh, you know, kind of the same, oomph, you know, that kind of excitement, and passion. Now, you, you are married with. Um, so many children, um, so
1: many, <laughs>
0: so many children,
1: they're every, they're everywhere, Patrice.
0: And then you launch a business, somebody watching her say, okay, how does she does it? So talk to us a bit about how you are balancing between m- being a mother, being a wife and being an entrepreneur, particularly in this early age. And then you have young children. Then.
1: Yeah. So, uh, one thing that is, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, COVID for us has actually been a blessing. First of all, because um, because we're able to, right now, through our mortgage company, defer our mortgage. So our, our payment went down. So our monthly expenses went down. So we were able to divert a little bit of funds. Um, also, it just gave us a chance to do this big thing online, which means that we don't just have to be local, we can be national and actually international um and the other one is that my husband my husband uh was let go from his job and what a blessing that has been because he has been able to be the full-time primary we call him the parental primary parent rather than mr mom because he is he's always like i'm not mr mom i'm mr dad i'm i'm awesome so he's he has been doing all the educating of the kids. He's been doing wow. some of the financial stuff for me on the back end. So um, so that has been how we balance that. And that has totally been a work of the Holy Spirit, um, a work of the Father. Um, and then the other thing that I, I make sure of that um, the Holy Spirit was really clear on is he's like, you take a Sabbath every week. Wow. Every single week there is one day where you're not allowed to touch your phone, you're not allowed to do emails, you are not allowed to do anything that is you, your husband, your family, one day has to be a total, complete Sabbath and you're going to do that in faith for me. And it has been tough because I've been like, but what's going on? And God is like, it doesn't matter what's going on. It's my hand. Get your hands out of it right now. <laughs>
0: like, I love, so- I love, I love it. Many entrepreneurs hear that because oftentimes we think we're in control. Uh, so... Now, oftentimes for 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 men playing the role that your husband is playing, that they have it to be very secured and they have to not kind of feel like they're less than a man. So how's your husband been handling? It? it looks like he's doing pretty well.
1: Um, yeah, he his biggest actually, his biggest concern was um what other men would think of him, what his dad would think of him. And uh, the Holy Spirit took him aside. And while he was worrying about that, the Holy Spirit said, well, it's not their family. It's not, it's, it's your family and you need to care for your family right now. And so he has, I mean, I can even show you, this is, this is my husband's, this is our four kids, their homeschooling schedules. Just wow four foot by eight foot he is just he's taking it on like a job and he always has really wanted and to love and invest in his kids a lot so
0: and that house looks very organized he's doing a good job
1: oh he's killing it
0: i love yeah. i love it i love, yeah. it. I love yeah. it now he
1: wants to yeah he's gonna he's going to take on something when the kids go back to school but for right, right. now he's
0: yeah i love it now, now that's a real man that's a real man i'm a, yeah gotta, it is as a matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to have you guys come back with him. I want to interview both of you guys together because it's because a, a lot of because a lot of men need to hear that, right? Because we 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 get so focused on what the traditional role of a man and a woman is, we forget that as entrepreneur as an entrepreneur family, it's going to look different. You know, I, I have a couples in business life group that we do once a month. By the way, we invite you guys want to attend once a month. You know, couples in business, we get together. We study the word. Talk about what it looks like to be in business as a couple, right? Yes, and please. Each couple looks different, and learning about loving each other and and loving the Lord while building our businesses—that's an awesome thing. The other piece, um, Allison, in terms of so that's the 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 um, you talk about the piece about you and your husband and uh, and how that's balancing out. You you you're a young entrepreneur. I mean, you are. Less than a year old. Yeah, aren't you nervous? Yeah, I'm nervous all the
1: time. <laughs> I'm nervous all the time. I've been on my face, on my face, praying almost every day, especially this past week when we need to get enrollment up. Um, and and, and God has been like. God has been telling me to like, hey, nope, don't do that. Don't do that. I will bring the enrollment to you. And I'm like, but I need mean, just let me control. Just let me I've been I've been on the I mean on my face, just speaking in tongues, just like, oh God, like I you you Yeah.
0: That is very so, real. I've I never saw the time. I love it. So, so with that, let me ask you my last question. When well, not the last one before last maybe. So with that, you know, many entrepreneurs have a difficult time kind of keeping the business going while preserving their prayer life. So how have you, how are you balancing those two? I can,
1: <laughs> I'm praying now more than ever. I, I think, love it. so. So I remember, I remember about a year ago, God, God really laid something really heavy on my heart. I woke up one day and I started making a list of all the normal housewife things that I needed to do. I need to fold the laundry. I need to do this. And God, God spoke really clearly to me and he goes, you're not going to fold that laundry without my help. And I was like, I can fold laundry without your help. And he goes, yeah, but you're not going to. And I was like, oh. And he goes, you're not going to wash those dishes without my help. And he, I was like, right. So I started praying for everything. And I was like, God, as I am folding this laundry, please just help me. I need your help with this. Like, And so when this started happening and God started really moving strongly through through this, I was like, okay, so now he's doing, you know, like I'm, I know in the back of my mind that I can fold laundry. You know what I can't do is, is bring a 150 students to my door. And so I've just been on my face, like, God, if you're going to move, if you're going to do this work, you really are going to have to do this work. And the the thing that has um the thing that has sustained me is remembering that um God talks about like I will use the I will use the foolish to uh, to confound right. the wise right. and I'll use the weak to confound the strong yeah, and I'm yeah. like I'm foolish and weak so <laughs> I'll just lean right into that you you betcha you you gotta you gotta do something about this that's basically
0: <laughs> wow. You are a breath of fresh air, Allison. Uh, you don't lose this energy. Don't lose this sense of innocence. Do not lose a sense of joy and passion for the Holy Spirit. Do not become stale. You promise me that? Don't become stale. Uh, I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. You you make entrepreneurship and doing business guys' way sexy again. I mean, you make it something that we yeah, all I do. That is awesome thing. Well, guys, I hope you've enjoyed it again. Alison Wilkinson, the founder and president of the I Am School of Music. Uh, if you want, hey, listen, wouldn't it be neat if because you listen to this podcast, because you hear that, you say, wow, this is exactly what I wanted to hear. I need a school like this, that that Allison, from this day on, in the next days forward, she can start getting any more registrations because the Lord would have answered her prayer. Wouldn't it be neat? So move on that. Visit her website, I Am School of Music, dot com, com. If you're a young person, if you have children, and, and if, if you've al- always wanted to do music or you do music and you're looking for a community, be a part of this startup and help make history so that down the line, you can look, look back and say, wow, I was one of the first that helped build this thing that's now all over the world. And I'm not the name. I am. Allison, uh, there are people watching and listening, and they're kind of listening to you and you talked about you know, having to defer your mortgage and your husband losing his job. You talked about you know, COVID-19 and how you guys had to pivot. And in the midst of all of that, it seems as though the Lord has met you exactly where you wanted him. God has worked it for, for your good. But they are also facing those situations. They're facing COVID-19, they're facing economic challenges, they're facing... You know, um, you name it. You name it. They're facing the, the 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 fires here in the Pacific Northwest. By the way, how's the fire? Are you guys okay with the fires? Are you guys affected? Yeah,
1: out? we we're just north of where they're doing the evacuation lines, but it's starting to get better. As you know, yeah. it's starting um, to calm down.
0: They're facing fires. They're facing social unrest. So, could you speak to entrepreneurs? Encourage a family. What would you say to them as they're Believing God for their own miracle right now? What would you say to them? Mm,
1: mm, I love that. I love that question, thank you. Um, I would say that the most frequent command in the Bible is to remember. Um, First, remember the things that God has done for the people in the Bible. Remember that God took his people out of Egypt, that God redeemed his people, that God sent Jesus to redeem us and that God is working every day to forward his kingdom. And then once, once you've really focused in on remembering all the miraculous things that God has done and just dive deep into the Bible and look at all the ways that God has fulfilled his promises, then look back on your own life. God, I, I have a special gift from the Holy Spirit that, um, that he will show me over and over again. See, this is where I moved this is where I moved. This is where I moved in your life. When you were being hurt by those boys, this is where I was to care for you. When you were, when your dad left, here's where I came and I was your father. There, Every single person has a story that they're coming out of. Look back, write things down that God has done for you and just remember Remember what God has done for you because he is already, he has already worked in your life and he will continue to do that because that's who he is.
0: That is powerful. Oh my God. If you did not hear that, I was not encouraged by that. You have a hole in your soul. A millennial with four children,
1: <laughs> Young entrepreneur too many.
0: married, about to do something amazing. You heard it from here. Allison, we're going to have you back to tell us, update us on how the IM School of Music is doing. Is that okay with you?
1: Yes, that would be wonderful.
0: Wow. If you've been encouraged by this podcast, do me a favor, share it. Share with your friends, share with your family, share it in your own social media platform. If you know people who need to be encouraged by Allison's story, share it. A young person, share it. Because that's how you show them love, by sharing with them that we should have encouraged you. Don't keep it to yourself. Share. Be an evangelist. Share it. And then if you want to know more about Allison and her school, go visit her website at the I am, put it up again, please, guys. I am schoolofmusic.com. I am schoolofmusic.com. I am schoolofmusic.com. Go to that website. Share it. From there, you can also know how to get in contact with Allison directly and connect with her and um, do life with her as well. If you wanna know more about the Nehemiah Project and how you, we can come alongside you and work with you in building your business or enhancing the business you already have, visit us at nehemiahecommunity.com, nehemiahecommunity.com. There, you can learn about our training program, the various courses we have that can help you grow or extend your business. Learn about our coaching program, how can go alongside you with coaches and help you with our access to capital program, how we can provide you with capital and help you grow your business or you can learn how you can become a part of our community so that together we can transform the world. With that said, let me pray for you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord enable you to steward those talents that are under your care. Do as Allison did, to steward them in such a way that one day you can hear those words. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Guess what? He'll not make you rule over much. God bless you. Allison, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Patrice. This has encouraged my soul so much. Thank you.
0: You encouraged us. Love you, girl. All right.